This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. A bill to give the governor more spending power in an emergency got its first hearing from a budget committee on Monday night. House Bill 424, sponsored by Representative Lou Jones, the Republican from Conrad, would make changes to the state's existing system for hedging against an economic downturn. Jones was the key architect of the series of funds meant to help keep the state from experiencing significant revenue shortfalls that force it to cut services. The proposal comes against the backdrop of indications in recent months that another recession could lay ahead for the United States. Jones told the committee that his bill, along with several others working through the Capitol, is designed to give the state enough of a cushion to weather a once-in-every-20-years economic downturn. The St. Mary's Milk River Irrigation Project would get $53 million from the state from its $2.5 billion surplus specifically under a proposal that won bipartisan support in a budget committee on Tuesday. The recommended change to House Bill 6 was voted out 5 to 1. It is a non-binding referendum. It will need the vote from the full House Appropriations Committee to actually get added. The irrigation system needs $200 million in repairs. U.S. Senator John Tester has been working to receive $100 million in federal funds to replace a diversion dam that is critical to the project. With Senate Bill 28, Senator Mike Lang, the Republican from Malta, wants to use some of the marijuana tax revenue, $6 million adjusted for inflation, to support 58 conservation districts or local government units that work to protect soil, water, and other resources. As proposed, the Department of Natural Resources and Conservation would use the money to bump up the amounts local districts are getting from their mills and coal severance taxes to roughly $80,000 from the current $40,000. Lang says the change will help small communities in particular. The Petroleum County Conservation District earns just $2,000 a year from its mill levy, according to the Montana Association of Conservation Districts. No one spoke against the bill. A federal judge has vacated a decision that would have allowed a coal mining company to move ahead with an expansion plan mere roundup because officials in the Trump administration granted a permit there without any consideration of what it would do to water sources in the area. Officials from the Signal Peak Mine say the decision may eventually force the mine to close completely. U.S. District Judge Donald W. Malloy ordered the United States Office of Surface Mining Redemption and Enforcement to conduct an environmental assessment of the proposed expansion. Officials say that could take 18 to 24 months. In his ruling, Malloy chastised the administration, quote, the enforcement office's errors cast substantial doubt as to the agency's decision to approve the mine expansion in the first place. Malloy cast doubt on whether the agency itself 
could be trusted without going through a more thorough process. The Ninth Yucca Circuit Court of Appeals had held that the Office of Surface Mining had determined in 2018 that the mine's expansion was insignificant and therefore didn't need an assessment, which would have been required by the National Environmental Policy Act. The expansion would have allowed Signal Peak to expand by 175 million tons. Officials from Signal Peak say it's difficult, if not impossible, to mine on state and privately owned land without having the approval of the mine on federal land. Signal Peak officials say the economic losses to Montana include $126 million in revenue during those two years, $27 million in coal revenue for the federal government. This year's bill to replace Columbus Day in Montana with Indigenous Peoples Day was tabled Monday on a party-line vote. About 30 people testified last week in favor of this year's attempt to change the holiday. It was again sponsored by Senator Shane Morrigal, the Democrat from Missoula, who was also a member of the Confederated Salish of Kootenai Tribes. Multiple prior attempts to create the holiday in Montana have also failed. No one testified in opposition to the bill, Senate 141, last Wednesday. Morigo said at the hearing the bill would help the healing process for indigenous peoples who make up 6% of Montana's current population and stop Montana from honoring a man who attacked and killed native peoples. During executive action, in the Senate's Education and Cultural Resources Committee hearing on Monday, Senator John Fuller, the Republican from Kalispell, said that those who testified in favor of the bill last week who condemned Columbus and his actions were using today's values to judge him rather than in the context of time. Quote, all historical characters need to be evaluated in their context, period. Fuller called Columbus a skilled seafarer. He discovered the trade winds and, quote, began the geographic revolution. He added that Italian immigrants to the U.S. have faced the same hatred, discrimination, and bigotry that the Irish and Native Indians have received. Senator Russ Temple, the Republican from Chesterton, the committee's vice chair, moved to table the bill. All seven voted in favor, the four Democrats voted no. Bozeman Yellowstone International Airport in Billings remains by far Montana's busiest airport, with the numbers for the Billings Airport the most consistent. Billings Logan International Airport was just the fourth busiest Montana airport in terms of passenger arrivals in 2022. Glacier National Park Airport in Kalispell and the Missoula Airport were second and third, but saw greater seasonal variation than Billings, drawing much of their traffic during the summer tourism season. A Duluth-based energy company with a subsidiary in Bismarck has announced plans for a $2.5 billion power line from central North Dakota to western Montana, connecting three regional U.S. energy markets. Elite Incorporated is working with Houston-based Grid United, an independent transmission company, 
on the 385-mile high-voltage North Plains connector line. It would run from an existing substation near Center and a new substation in Morton County near Solon to Colstrip, providing the nation's first transmission connection between three regional power grids, the Mid-Continent Independent System Operator, the Southwest Power Pool, which is in North Dakota, and Western Interconnection, which includes Montana. It would create 3,000 megawatts of capacity, ease congestion on the grid system, and increase reliability, according to the company. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide, with listeners in now 50 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations, 31 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, Rescast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.